0: All right, DJ and PK, it is time to talk a little college football now with Riley Nelson, BYU football radio analyst. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service. With a flex lease now through December 26th, visit the Sprint store nearest you. Riley, good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Good. I know you do your homework and you go through all the stats and you knew San Diego State had a top 5 defense and was giving up less than 14 points a game, but three. Three, what happened? Yeah,
1: I I've been asking myself that same question because that was something that, you know, they it's true you mentioned the average and they more what I was expecting was they were they were holding teams about a touchdown below their season average, which BYU's season average was 30 points. Granted, that might be a little bit inflated uh, by the last two weeks against Idaho State and and, uh, and UMass. But still, I was expecting something high teams in the 20s, and that would have won the game. But, uh, you know, they, I, I think the loss of Sionic Finau hurt and the fact that they weren't they weren't able at all to establish any kind of run game and then um, Zach obviously wasn't uh, seeing things clearly. He held on to the ball a little bit too long. Granted, that was probably because there was good coverage down the field, but he just couldn't seem – they couldn't seem between between the scheme, the play calling, and, and the execution. They couldn't seem to find open guys in the pass game. But, uh, I mean, even regardless of that, to really ha- have the ball inside the 20 only one time, be one for three in the, in the red zone and have – All three of those attempts to be field goals attempt, one made and two missed. It was uh, a rough evening in San Diego for sure.
2: I think it's just the fact that it was the honor code, the way I attribute it, Riley, and hear me out here. Because I think BYU guys realized, hey, if you're not married, you're not supposed to score.
1: <laughs> that those are the hot takes. while you guys are the number one morning show in the state of Utah? Those are the takes to keep people coming back, want for more. I I can't say I have a valid argument to dispute that. So that, that's where I'm saying that's with the that best one. I
2: got for you, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, but I mean, he, uh, I, I don't know. We saw some of the same things. Uh, athletically this wasn't the best defense that they gave Rocky Long does do some things uniquely they did a good job mixing up their front they kept the O-line um guessing all night you know they, they keep the three guys down but then with the 3-3-5 three, three, they're playing a lot of games there but I didn't feel like Zach was under a ton of pressure obviously that that sack fumble on the flea flicker was a big play um but that was you know that was on a quarter blitz and BYU actually had a picked up it was just you know the corner was a really quick and a good rusher and was able to kind of run the rim on on BYU's left tackle to so more of a better individual effort there than any kind of you know than BYU getting caught off guard but it's something you know this BYU team is is not one or I should say this BYU program is not one that that lacks for storylines I think one question I've been getting a lot of as, uh, you know, I've returned to work and at uh, church and kind of all over is with the performance of the two backup quarterbacks. And, you know, Zach has come back, and he seems to kind of be the, the same. People, a lot of people out there don't feel that he's taken a step forward. And so, uh, you know, if, if he hasn't kind of through at least 12 weeks, not obviously not 12 games, but 12 weeks of a season, um do you have to open it back up and that i I hesitate to jump to those conclusions because i don't I don't get to be in the film room. I don't know how he's being coached. I don't know um, you know what what his decision trees are and what his progressions look like. But there sure are a lot of uh, things up in the air, it seems like for this BYU program.
0: So as you look going forward to the bowl game, I know it's the problem it might be contingent here on Hawaii and uh, Boise in the conference title game, but you feel like if it's Hawaii and Hawaii, it's kind of another road game. And this isn't a team that's played well on the road. Can you put your finger on why that is?
1: Well, one of the problems was uh, I feel like the four East Coast trips, now, that's, that's our excuse for San Diego State. Obviously, they went up to Logan take took care of Logan, but that was hardly... Um, it, that might give you a little hint there that it maybe has to do something with the logistics. Maybe this team, just when they get in the hotel and they feel a little too comfortable or, you know, they, they let their guard down a little bit. And you're right. After watching the Hawaii San Diego State film while prepping for the BYU San Diego State team, that and that was out in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, that Hawaii team defends their turf and... Obviously, they have a good quarterback, and and I I won't go too far into the preview because, like you say, it's not set in stone that they play Hawaii. But uh, I think the four East Coast trips have something to do with it, and uh, and I don't want to make excuses for BYU. um, But I think just the contrast of how bad Idaho State and UMass were and then how good San Diego State was, Uh, contributed more to that than maybe the setting of it being you know in a in a unfamiliar territory
2: I want you to address the issue of when to change quarterbacks because obviously you were right there and we had spoken to Brandon Doman over the years and how they agonized on taking heaps out and what does it mean for his confidence and we know how that story played out and You came in. You led them 98 yards or whatever it was, and and obviously you were referring to the quarterback competition in this situation. I don't want to just nail, uh, just uh, be specific to this situation because it's a bigger issue. You know, you had. Wilson wasn't doing a whole lot, and Romney has a little bit of a track record, not an extensive history, but for a backup, you know, he obviously played well during his time. So when is the time to make a quarterback change, and what are the ramifications to the starter and the backup and the team when one is made?
1: I think you have to have um,
2: continual –
1: I would say so. As I look at as I look at our scenario, it was three games of it was Texas, it was Central Florida, and it was Utah State of the same subpar performance from the quarterback. It was, and not only was he not not only and and he wasn't terrible, but he was just average, right? And one of the things, one of the I think triggers. and, and uh, I'm, I'm speculating here, but one of the triggers was I think that it was felt on the sidelines and, and in the booth and among that staff that the rest of the offensive unit was uninspired. And it's kind of like, you know, why did the Patriots, what was the decision for letting go of Antonio Brown? Or, you know, that might be a bad example because <laughs> no way was, you know, Jay Keats or, you know, BYU had a situation with a guy like that. But when you risk losing the locker room or you risk losing an offensive unit, not, and it's, look, it's not, it's not a mutiny, but it's just that guys lose hope or they lose optimism because the quarterback is not making the plays that he needs to, to – as much as the quarterback is dependent on the other 10 guys on the field, so are the other 10 guys depending on him because he's the one that – you know, distributing the ball and making the decisions and making the pre-snap calls and all those things. And if the other 10 guys kind of lose confidence in the call, then their execution goes down. So for me, I think there has to be a multiple string of games where he isn't, you know, you you think about post-game grades, maybe where he's grading out somewhere in the, in the 70s to 80s, because the starting quarterback should be on execution, at least decision-making, uh, right? There's, there's, Pre-snap, or at least at BYU, we had pre-snap grades. Basically, did you, did you get all your reads and all your calls right? Pre-snap, then we had decision-making grades, meaning were you looking at the right place? Were you going to the right guy? And then we had execution, which could you actually you know, deliver the ball or could you actually execute the play as it was designed to be executed? So among those three elements of the whole play, a starting quarterback should be grading 90% or higher most of all the time and should rarely dip below 85 percent granted because execution right is diluted out of that you know even if you have a rough game where you only complete 50 percent of your balls you can still be right on your pre-snap and you can still be right on your execution sometimes the other team just has good players and makes good plays anyway i'm sorry to get down a rabbit hole a little bit with you but if a guy is consistently grading out in like the 70s or 80s um, he, that tells you that he's not performing the position that he needs to. And then if you can kind of feel it, I know that's kind of an intangible thing, and it's a harder thing to measure. It's a less tangible than the actual grading and performance of the quarterback. But if you feel you lose that offensive unit, and not just the offensive unit, but if you feel the defensive unit and you start to feel a splinter, that uh, you know the defense doesn't feel like the offense has their back, and, and it's all on them, and there starts to get some adversarial, which is pretty that's pretty easy to sense. There's there's stops being conversation between the two units. There's not as much enthusiasm on the other unit is on the field and, and all those things. So once you start feeling that as a coach, I think that's time that you have to think really seriously about swapping a guy out.
0: It seems like in this era that is – I mean, it was a big decision then and actually for some of the same reasons about transferring, but the transfers are – so frequent now that as a coach you really have to have that nailed down because you may not get a second bite at the apple.
1: Yeah, and I I, I know that that was uh, I know that that was discussed in game like when they were talking about um, that was brought up uh, on the headset in that Utah State game that if they put me in and uh, Jake was going to transfer and. <laughs> i i don't know my opinion on that is you can't you can't worry about that like okay that's great that he's gonna transfer and we're gonna be fired too if we lose yeah <laughs> t- talking about that 2011 scenario if we drop to one and three and lose two straight to you know to utah state especially one one at home It's the same thing facing these coaches here it's like or, or i i i know we're not talking about specifically about that because i don't know that the team is to that point but that's for that's for any coaches like we can either swap a guy in and win a football game that we otherwise would have lost, or we can keep him in there. And hey, maybe the kid stays because because uh, you know he didn't get he didn't get benched, but we're all fired because we lost games that we could have and should have won.
2: So, do you think guys play harder for other guys? Some guys different versus other guys?
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's it's not a, it's more of a. It's more of a pack mentality. I think, uh, who was I having a conversation with the other day? I, I can't remember, so I don't get to give him credit, but I like what they said. That everything you need to know about football, you can learn from watching C.J. Milan's Dog Whisperer show <laughs> on, uh, on National Geographic, right? This guy takes in trouble, dog. And one of the first things he does is he puts them in a pack because he's got good dogs and, and good leaders in it, and it fixes their behavior. I don't think it's so much guys picking and choosing who to play for. I think it's much more subconscious. I think, that you know the offensive unit, or the other ten guys, or, or, or the guys on the sideline, can really there's an intangible. I mean, short of snipping rear ends, right? It's the sense of like this, this guy, this guy. I guess in football we slap rear ends, so there you go. But uh, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna put it all out there. Or this guy's put in the work previously, or, or this, I know this guy's doing his best. Even if, even if he's not out there, you know, killing it. I know that he's doing his best because I know he put in the week, work during the week and he's out there battling. And there are other guys that you, you can tell uh, are, not, are not giving that effort. It, it's hard to perceive if you're not on the field with them and you're, not, and you're not with them day in, day out. So fans don't see it as readily as teammates do. Yeah. But it is something that, uh, in fact, you know, I, I even had guys that I played with at BYU that during the week I would get frustrated with him. I'd be like, Gosh, this dude is not practice, not practicing. He's not practicing hard but then he'd show up on Saturdays and you knew we had every. he was giving everything we had and for that reason you had his respect and it kinda erased the frustration that you had from him not, not giving it all to, to practice. Now I, I don't believe like that's excusable but at least the you know you could you knew he was given everything on Saturday so you could at least tolerate it.
0: Sniffing her ends that's the kind of hot take that gets you on the air week after week after week. That was a that was way to break it down right there. You know, I always thought with quarterbacks, and, and maybe this isn't true, but you've been in the huddle and playing college football, and I haven't. It seems like it's a confidence thing. It seems like there are guys who execute at a higher level because they think it's going to work, and the believing that it's going to work actually helps it work. Have you felt that?
1: Yeah, and I've experienced that at the high school level and even at at the college level. Um, So my coach, it it was very simple, but we would come out in empty sets, which this was all the way back in high school, and this was when I was a junior. And um, I, I was having, I was having, struggling early in my junior year executing some plays, and so my coach had us go out Nancy, which. In high school, there's not much the defenses can do because they can't run, they can't cover as much ground. So when you spread a team out like that, they have to pretty much. You pretty much know what they're playing, right? And so since you, you I, the quarterback knew what they were playing, my coach decided to. It, it was kind of more in quick game or, or some really uh, basic offense. He's like, why don't you call the play or you decide where to go with the ball? And sure enough, I think my completion percentage. It, it, like, went through the roof. It went from something that was, like, around 50 to I was completing over 70% of my balls on on those subset of plays. And it all had to do with the fact that he he was very astute in recognizing that if I called it, then I would not call a play I was not confident in. And then uh, flash forward to college, and, like, we ended up losing the game, but the San Jose State game my senior year in 2012, um, it, it was a little bit of a similar story, but it, it wasn't so much that they handed the reins over to me, but as a senior quarterback, I had earned the trust of the coordinators that when we got in two-minute offense, I, I was able to call the play um, just so that things went faster and so that uh, you know, we could get our execution up. In San Jose State, we struggled for three quarters. We got in a position where we were down two scores, and they were running the football pretty decent in the second half, so we knew we had limited possession. So we were in two-minute drive the entire fourth quarter. And sure enough, scored two touchdowns, you know, score on both those drives We're about to score on the third had it not been for, you know, a, a great defensive effort where a guy hurdled our running back and ended the game on a stack fumble. But I experienced that as a quarterback that when I got to call those plays, I was far more confident in those plays and far more effective in those. Um, so whether – and I'm not saying that's the only solution. I'm just saying that's a – to gain confidence is training the range over the quarterback that calls on plays because some guys don't like that or some guys don't want to do it. But it, but it is if you, I think you are exactly right that if a guy is not confident, not only is he not going to perform to the best of his ability, but uh, like, like the Cesar lot, like the dogs in the pack, everybody else can sense that he's not confident. They can see it in his eyes and see it in his play. And then it's not, it's not so much that they lose confidence in themselves, but they lose confidence in him. And as I said earlier, as the quarterback the one that makes everything go, that's a really tough place to put an offense in.
0: Riley, as always, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you're lucky, there's a trip to Hawaii in your future.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and some good football in between. I, I, I don't know if you guys have talked about it already, if you're going to talk about it later, but uh, excited to see what Utah can do against Oregon. Maybe sneak into uh, the top four, or at the very least, playing in the Rose Bowl is a great thing. And, obviously, we've stayed doing their thing. So, despite, uh, you know, BYU and, and kind of where they're struggling, and I think they beat some expectations – but, uh, and Utah State's more eligible. we got some good football going on in the state. So while I'm waiting for that trip to Hawaii, can enjoy watching some of the other teams.
0: Thank you, Riley. We appreciate it.
1: Yep. Have a good
0: day. Riley Nelson, BYU football radio analyst. Join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.